so you are an incredible athlete. You not only are an incredible athlete, but you also have brains, um, which I think, <laughs> which I think that a lot of people, you know, they don't typically pair with. Um, so, um, so yeah, uh, my name is Jerry Pierce. I am now a six-time CrossFit Games athlete. Um, but like you said, I have a long gymnastic background. I started gymnastics at the age of three and continued through 21. Um, and I went to University of Michigan. I got my degree in movement science. So Michigan's a tough school. So like you said, I got some brains in there to go with all the athleticism. Um, and the athleticism partly comes from my parents because they met at a gym. And then when I was three, like I said, they put me in gymnastics with my sister who was two years older. And that was basically just what I wanted to do. They tried to put me in other sports, t-ball, soccer, swimming. And it was always just like gymnastics, gymnastics. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, so basically at the age of five, I started doing 20 hours a week of gymnastics and continued at least that. Some hours were 25 or 30 um, through the age of 21, where I ended up finishing at the University of Michigan. We had four Big Ten championships and I was ready to be done. So got my degree in movement science and hung up my gymnastics career. It was an amazing one, but I was ready to be done. I mean, a lot of gymnasts peak at 16 and that was definitely the case with me. So I was like, okay, I'm ready for whatever's next. Um, what would then, you theoretically have done in movement science? So obviously you knew you wanted to be in fitness, um, yeah. but you, it kind of took a different turn with the CrossFit games, which are the CrossFit fitness in general, but what would you have theoretically done with movement science? Yeah, so actually in college, when I started college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I had a friend who was studying movement science. I'm like, I love the human body. I love how it works um, and just learning about it, uh, the anatomy, physiology part of it. And actually in college and even right after I graduated, I did not think I was going to end up in fitness. Like if you would have told me that, I would have laughed in your face. Um, so I was planning on going to PA school to become a physician assistant. And I had taken like a lot of the prereqs. I still had a couple more to take. Um, but I ended up working out with my parents just at the Bally's Total Fitness that was close to us just because I wanted to keep working out but didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And there was a personal trainer there that approached me and he was like, Carrie, you would be a great trainer. Like you did gymnastics. You have a degree in movement science now. What, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I want to go to PA school. And he's like, just try personal training. He's like, you would be great at it. Just like with how athletic and stuff you are. And I was like, kind of like saw and like thought about it overnight. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's right. I should like try different things. Like I shouldn't be so set on one thing. Um, so I started personal training. I also did a strength conditioning internship at Michigan and I was shadowing, um, at some PAs at uh, med sport, which is like a sport medicine place. Um, and I love being in a gym. I love the fitness aspect of it. And I honestly didn't like being in a hospital and I didn't think I would want to spend my life being a PA and being in a hospital. But I mean, at the time, like PAs make a lot of money. And that was obviously in the back of my mind. And you hear people in gym, like, well, you know, they're just meatheads and they don't make a lot of money right. and good luck, like making a living. Um, but I ended up following my heart, which took me into the gym and then eventually led me to CrossFit. And when you, um, I think that with fitness in general, especially cause you know, you've been doing it your whole life. So people look at you and you're like, oh, well you just, you just have it. But the reality is, is it's the overall, it's consistency. It's day in, day out. It's truly a lifestyle. And a lot of times people ask me or they say, oh, well, you know, there's gotta be tips and tricks or, you know, and it's like, no, it's, it's just, 
it's just consistency. Like you have to have a passion for it. You have to really find something that you enjoy because when you enjoy it, it doesn't seem like work. It doesn't seem, you know, like you're making such an effort. So even if it's not, you know, gymnastics or weight training or whatever it is, if it's Zumba or, you know, whatever it is just to get yourself moving and sweaty and heart rate up, I think that that's the, the trick that people don't really realize. So I feel like coming from like a professional elite athlete, maybe people would get it. Yeah. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. And that's like, especially when I started training, people are like, what is the best exercise for me? Like you said, like, what's the magic secret? And you're just like, there is none. Like, what do you like doing? Okay. If you like doing Zumba, great but you probably should incorporate some strength. So do your Zumba, but then you should also do a little bit of strength training. Um, or if you love strength training, okay, fine. But you should also do try a little bit of cardio. Like Mm -hmm. it's better to do something that you like and then, you know, maybe sprinkle on other things that you know are good for you. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, you have to enjoy it or you have to like surround yourself with people that you enjoy being with and that you'll meet at the gym or something. So if you like just hate working out, find some friends that you can go to the gym and take a class with or just go and meet up with and then do your workout or go outside and go for a run with. Um, so I think there's like a few tricks as far as that goes, but there's not a trick to be motivated every day because it's far from it. It's, you know, just creating those habits and I love working out. I love fitness. And I think that's partly why I got into it as well, because I know a lot of people don't. Um, and even a lot of friends from college, once they finish, they're like, I don't want anything to do with gymnastics or any other sport. Like I'm done working out. And I'm like, you just built this solid base for yourself. You can't just like throw it all away. And they're like, watch me. <laughs> kind of thing. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I already worked so hard. The last thing I want to do is have like a set schedule and that I have to go and train or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I just, when I don't work out or I don't train, I just don't feel right. I'm tired. I'm lethargic. And it's, there's just something missing when I don't get my workouts in. It's so funny that you say that because it's truly, and I remember throughout my pregnancy, I feel like I saw you a little bit, you were still here during that time. Mm -hmm. And there were so much people would say, Oh, you're so vain. And you know, you shouldn't be doing. And I'm like, this is so good for me, my mental, like my mental state, but also for the baby with the blood circulation, the like, I'm not, you know, hitting PRs. I'm not like, I can rope climb and I can, you know, I can do things, but I'm not like, and it's just, it's so interesting people's mentalities because they think, not always, but generally they think that like, well, you must be really vain or you must be really, and it's like, no, it's for my sanity. Like I feel so, like, I don't truly feel awake until I work out. Like it's the weirdest thing. And I think that once you get in that habit, it's just, it's just, you know, putting the structure the same way people drink coffee, the same way, you know, you have those built in things in your day. I think it's probably similar to that. Yep. I totally agree. And it's just, yeah, figuring out like what works or like if you're doing your workout at home or if you have to go to the gym or whatever. Um, I think that's, you know, just figuring out each person is different. So figure out what works and no, you're definitely not vain. Like, I feel like people are crazy if they don't work out um, while they're pregnant, just like you said, for the health of the baby and everything, if nothing else. And actually when I was in New York, I started training a lady who was pregnant because the doctor was like, you need to work out for the baby's health. And like, because she was like sticks and like 
skin and bones. Like she was so skinny and she, the doctor's like, you're going to end up hurting yourself too. So it's like, there's multiple benefits to a workout routine while you are pregnant and not just being vain. Totally. And you know, what's crazy is I, you hear up like throughout the pregnancy, everyone will say, Oh, you're almost at the finish line. Like, upon, you know, when you're supposed to be due or whatever, like, Oh, you're almost to the finish. And I remember saying, and like thinking about it and, you know, speaking with other women who have kids and it's like, you're actually just starting. Like only after you go through labor and delivery and you totally wreck your body and break in half, are you just starting? Like truly, like I literally was broken in half. And I just remember being like, thank God. I'm like, I know that I'm strong. Like, I know that I'm stronger than the normal average like chick. So I just remember thinking, how do women do it? Like, how do they carry the baby and the, you know, the, the car seat and this, like, and I find myself carrying all this stuff all the time. And I'm like, I don't know how other women do it because I, the other day I actually walked in the house. I walked on the scale. Cause I was like, I wonder how much all this crap weighs. And it was like over 60 pounds of stuff. And I carry it just from here to the cafe, like just, and I'm like, how do women do this? And I right? that don't like train. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> That is crazy. It's just, you got that mommy instinct, you know, I guess, I don't know, moms, <laughs> something, something. Cause they're like, go and go I respect. It's so like, I see, yeah, I see my coach's wife with their kids and stuff and just like going, going, going on no sleep either. I'm like, I need my like at least eight hours of sleep at night. And like, you're trying to keep up with a four-year-old and a not even one-year-old and you've gotten four hours of sleep. Like, I can, like you said, and you're carrying all these things around and try to remember everything that you need to be away from the house for an hour, 60 pounds of stuff. Like it's crazy. It's mind boggling, but I mean, it's, it's so cool too. The importance of fitness. Yeah, exactly. Not just <laughs> That's what it boils fitness, down to. Life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So I cut you off and I am super bouncy, which you might know this about me. So I'm going back. I'm getting better at bouncing back. So you graduated, you started doing personal training. How did you make the transition from U of M to New York? And then how did you get into CrossFit? Although I think I heard this story at one point from Francesca. Okay. But I want to hear again. We'll see. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I finished at University of Michigan and I was personal training and stuff. And then the guy that I was dating at the time was going to move to New York for fitness modeling. And I was like, I love Michigan, but I was born and raised there. I wanted to get out. So it was either move to New York with him or move to San Francisco with one of my best friends. And I was like debating. I'm like, well, New York is closer. So that would just be easier if, I don't know, I decide that I want to end up going home. Um, and so I decided to move to New York and I was in New York for seven years. Um, but when I was there, I was still just personal training, found a local, like a gym that was kind of around the corner. I was like, oh, this place looks nice. Uh, just called New York Health and Racket. And while I was personal training there, I got an email one day from Billy De La Rosa, the owner of CrossFit Spot. And it was basically just gymnastics, uh, basically talking about coaching gymnastics. I'm like, no, like, I don't want to coach gymnastics. I did gymnastics <laughs> for 18 years. I'm burned out. Like, no more. And he... And then like reached out again. He's like, it's not like actual gymnastics. I was like, 
okay and he's like i can offer you something better than what you have now so i mean personal like when you're personal training you're basically on your client schedule like there's no set schedule and clients aren't in town you're not making money um and so obviously like a personal trainer is a hard life i loved it but he was like i can offer more of like a set schedule and stuff and i was like okay so also during this time i had a friend from college that had been saying that i should try crossfit and i was like no, I have gymnastics. Like, I don't want anything to do with gymnastics. Like I said, <laughs> once again, 18 years, burned out, done. Um, and she's like, Carrie, you should try it. You should try it. I swear, like, every couple months, she would be like this little birdie in my ear. Do you want to try it? Do you want to try it? <laughs> and finally, like, I was watching on ESPN one day. I uh, It was on the TV at the gym, and I finished my workout, and I was just laying on a yoga mat watching it. And I was like, I could be good at this. And then <laughs> Billy had emailed me and I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'll sit down and talk with you see what you have to offer. And so, yep. So it all just, it came together and I sat down with him and he offered me like a set schedule and coaching like the gymnastics side of CrossFit. And I had, so this was in uh, 2014 and I had a powerlifting meet that I had signed up for um, just because I wanted to train for something and <laughs> a trainer at the gym that I was at coached powerlifting and November 2014, I did the powerlifting competition. Then right after that, I started CrossFit. How did you do in the competition? Uh, so I set, set the uh, New York State bench press record, <laughs> 240 pounds. Down it. Uh, yes. Squat, not so much, but yeah, the deadlift, the bench press was good. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Thank you. And when you got, <laughs> I love it. You're like, it's my first one. No big deal. It's cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Um, when you did your, when you started teaching the gymnastics side of CrossFit, you knew all the movements or were there some new movements for you? There was definitely some new movement. So I feel like misconception is like a lot of people think that gymnasts do rings, female gymnasts mm -hmm. do rings and female gymnasts do not do rings. Um, they have vault bars, beam and floor. And when you start CrossFit and be like, Oh, you do gymnastics, you've done rings. I'm like, no, like there's no rings in women's gymnastics. Like we hung from rings and like spun around, but that was the extent there was no like support holds or anything like that. Um, so ring mess ups were definitely new. Like I got my first one when I took the CrossFit level one certification. Nice. Um, and even like bar muscle ups, like we do glide kips in gymnastics, right. which is way different from a muscle up and even like the butterfly and kipping pull-ups like I had only done strict same with kipping handstand push-ups so I like had like basic knowledge and strength but there was definitely a lot a to process. learn about coaching and I don't know if like my if Billy like had known that um but I kind of just like took it upon myself I'm like okay well you know if I'm going to be helping him coach like the gymnastics stuff then I need to learn all of this so I remember one day like just staying at the gym and like teaching myself how to butterfly pull-ups and butterfly chest to bars and do a bar muscle up um like I said at the certification I learned a ring muscle up so I had that but the studio that we were training at didn't have rings at the time so I went from doing a muscle up and then not doing one for multiple probably six eight months um to then learning how to do it again and along with rope climbs gym gymnasts don't use their feet in rope climbs you have to learn how to use your feet uh, for crossfit <laughs> so though it was like crossfit gymnastics it was still very very different from the gymnastics that i knew right yeah i think that a lot of the times exactly what you're saying you you grow up with something but that doesn't mean you're automatically like a professional at it because there are those movements are weird like when you get into the butterfly pull-ups and even like because I remember at one point there was a games where the, I think they were having people do singles, single jump ropes, and people couldn't do singles because everyone's so used to doing doubles. 
So yeah. it's like, it's the same thing with all that. If you're not doing, and I mean, for me, I always, personally, I prefer to do everything as much as I can strict because it makes everything else easier, obviously. But it's like mm. the kipping for in versus, you know, butterfly or whatever it is, it's such a different movement that it is truly something you have to learn. Um, whether it's um, handstand push-ups or pull-ups or, you know, whatever you're doing. Yeah, I agree. And that's when people are like, oh, I need to learn butterfly pull-ups or kipping pull-ups. I'm like, do you have your strict? That's the most important. Like I had all of my strict movements coming into CrossFit and because I had those strict movements, the butterfly and kipping and everything came easily, but I didn't hurt my shoulder. I didn't hurt anything because the base strength was already there. And then right. I was able to build upon that, which, you know, a lot of people miss out on, or they want to skip steps. And so, like you said, it's important to have the strict strength first before moving on to the more skilled variations. Someone also, I can't remember who I was talking to about this with the gliding, the way gymnasts do their muscle up essentially, or whatever, however you want to say it versus strict yeah. muscle up. I obviously know they're very different because you bring your feet up, right? It's more of a smooth, explain the difference of that. Cause I know that with regular yeah. bar muscle ups, you just, you know, want to get your hips up as cl close as you can Verse, mm -hmm. explain that. Cause I don't, I know that I know how it looks different, but I don't know because it, are those legal legal? No. So like the gymnastic glide kip yeah. um, is not legal in CrossFit because when you do a muscle up, they say that your feet can't pass above the bar when uh, you're like from when you go under it to when you transition over it. Same with like when you do a muscle up on the rings, like your feet can't come above the bottom of the rings. Um, and so, yeah, like the, I feel like a muscle up is almost more of like an explosive movement where you, like you said, the glide kip is more like a, a smooth, pretty movement. And like in the muscle up, you have to like explode your hips open. Whereas like in a glide kit, your hips, like you kind of open as you like come down at this angle, but then your hips stay closed the whole time. Um, and it definitely is different, but you have to do like a mixture of the two. If you want to mm. kind of use like the gymnastic glide kit, which I think would be efficient in a workout, which is probably why they don't let you bring your feet above the bar <laughs> because it does make it easier. But it also, um, it would be a whole new learning curve for a lot of the athletes out there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Something new and fun to learn. That would be cool if they started incorporating glide kits. I'd be down with that. <laughs> you'd be I like, yeah, no problem. Them. I haven't done them. <laughs> what? Yeah. You'd be like, no problem. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me uh, remember my gymnastic days. And then like, it's one of those things, I think it's like riding a bike. And then once you've done it again, then you're like, okay, I got, got this. Whereas a lot of people would have to learn it for the first time. Definitely. Um, so you did your powerlifting competition. You set a PR. Also, speaking of setting PRs, congrats on your podium at CrossFit this year, because I know you've been, um, you've been competing since 2015. You've been making it to the game since 2015. Yep. That's correct. Right. And you, is that the first time you competed or you competed once or how, explain that. Yeah. So like I said, I started, so I started CrossFit in November, 2014. And then I made the games for the first time in 2015, which everyone is like, that's unheard of to like have started the sport. So recent or like so close to when you actually made the games. But I mean, as, as you said, like, it wasn't just that I had been training CrossFit. Like I did gymnastics. I did some weightlifting. I did some bodybuilding. I did some powerlifting. So I have done like all these sports, like throughout my life since I was three years old, didn't really take like too much time off. Um, the only thing that I was missing was the endurance aspect. So the running, rowing, swimming, which are definitely things to learn. Um, and I eventually did. Um, so yes, about 
six months after starting CrossFit, I made it to the CrossFit Games, which was just like such an incredible experience. Like I didn't, I didn't know exactly what I was like getting myself in for when I went into the first open, like to qualify to regionals and then to the games. I was just like, I'm here to have fun, do my best, see what this sport thing is about. And like all of my teammates, I remember like the fourth week of the open are like, you can make it to regionals. Like if you do decent these last two weeks, like you're going to make it to regionals and none of them have had been to regionals. They all have been doing CrossFit for like a couple of years. And they're just like, that's insane. And then I ended up finishing, I think 16th or something in a region and top 20 went. Um, so then I ended up going to regionals and there I was able to clinch third place and made it to the CrossFit games my first year, which I mean, so many people are like, that's really unheard of, like not even just making it to regionals, but then from regionals, especially being 16th in the region to then third, because it was 16th and then there was two regions. So basically it could have been like 32nd to third, um, within like, I don't know, a couple of months time frame, just working on everything that I knew I had to work on. And I mean, from being a gymnast, like I have a strong mental game too. And I think that's a big part of uh, any high level sport, not only physical, um, but it's also very, very mental. And I've been competing since the age of five. So I was used to being in front of people. Um, but yeah, so did well at regionals and then qualified to the games for the first time in 2015 and I finished 21st. Amazing. And then you basically went to the games. Was it every year after? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I made it the first time in 2015, got 21st. And then after doing that, I kind of like proved myself. Okay. Like this is that CrossFit's going to be the sport for you for, for now. Um, Cause like I said, I dabbled in a few other things, but I love CrossFit just like the different variation that it offers. Um, like there's so many different things to learn and do. And it reminded me of gymnastics just cause you never master everything. Um, and so yeah, to 2016, I was like, okay, I want to get better. And so 2016, I actually ended up finishing fifth and I won the most improved awards. So I went from 21st to fifth. Then after that, I ended up getting 10th in 2017, uh, 2018 got 6th, 2019 5th, and then like you said, this year was the best year yet, and I got 3rd place um, at the 2020 CrossFit Games. That's amazing. And this, so that that move to Vegas must have really made a big difference. Yeah, so I moved to Vegas in July, mm -hmm. uh, beginning of July this year, and I mean, it was basically because, you know, COVID, gyms in New York, everything in New York was very, very shut down, um, and my coach basically was like, we're going to move to Vegas. Do you want to join? So the next day I told him, yep, I'm ready because <laughs> I was living in Manhattan and I was actually going to move to Queens just to be closer to him and focus more on my training. Um, I mean, like being completely honest, I'm 31. So I don't know how many more years, good years of CrossFit I've left. And so I'm like, okay, I want to like really focus on training and just being the best that I can be. And I mean, moving to Vegas, I never in a million years thought that would be the case, like living in Michigan and then New York. And I'd been to Vegas once and it was the strip and I was like, I don't know how people live there, but it was, it was similar to New York. Like, I don't know about you, but when I visited for the first time, it was just like people everywhere. I'm like, I don't know how people live here. Why would anyone want to live here? And then it was similar, like moving to Vegas. Like I had seen the strip and I'm like, yep, I'm moving to Vegas. Like. <laughs> you're like two places that are way overpopulated and way overcrowded and I don't nay. <laughs> yeah exactly but I did find out like that after I moved here of course um that Vegas is basically like 
it really is two separate cities. So there's like the strip and then there's everything else around it. So I live in that part that's everything around it. And I've only been to the strip three times. Um, one was to play top golf, one was for a steakhouse and one was just to drive down the trip when my family was in town. Um, but there's like so much outside, um, of the trip, including like hiking and just things to do outside. Um, and it's a lot slower pace of life too than New York. So I think like part of it is just like less stress and you know, everybody does better when there's less stress and mm -hmm. everything's cheaper too, which I think, you know, helps with the stress as well. Um, and I have like a solid group of people out here, like training for the games. I had a training partner, Ryan Elrod, who would train with me ev like basically every CrossFit training session, like some of the rowing and things I would do by myself. Um, but he was there for all of my workouts and he's a phenomenal athlete and it's just nice having somebody else there. And since then I've now, now I have four other athletes that now moved here, um, are training cause they want to take training more seriously. So it's, it's really cool being in Vegas and just surrounding yourself with other incredible like-minded people. And obviously, like I said earlier, my coach too is just amazing. And I'm thankful that he wanted to move out here and that I did. So yeah, it's definitely, um, being around a community, having that strong base makes such a big difference. Cause I, I remember you being here and like, you'd come to our, you were bouncing between gyms and you'd come, you'd be at your gym, you'd be at our gym, you'd be training. Like, and I'm sure that it's difficult because you know, you're such a rounded athlete. We're like, I can run and you know, this person can do this and this person can do this. And that. so you have to ha pick and choose who you do what with to really strengthen each part of aspect of your, your abilities essentially. So to have, you know, a nice little tight knit group of everyone who could already do all those things to really push you and better each other makes sense. Like it's, it's like a no brainer. Yeah. And it's nice that like people, cause like we had, uh, so Bethany Shepard just moved here from Austin, Texas. Um, Danielle Brandon just moved here from Sacramento, California. Uh, Matt, I always struggle with his last name. DeLugas just moved here from Morgantown, West Virginia. And then Nick Bedarte is here, uh, from Argentina for wow. a couple months. Um, so we have like, it's just like a nice group of like solid athletes, um, that all have different strengths and weaknesses. So like you said, it's perfect to train with. And I think something that I've like told people recently too, is it's not only that they're like great athletes or like fun people to be around. And so I think that's a big part of it. Cause it's like, who cares if somebody's a good athlete, if you don't look forward to going to the gym and like hanging out with them or want to go on a hike outside of the gym together or whatever, just like building like that friendship. friendship. <laughs> yeah. It makes so it think, so much more enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. And that's like the same, like, you know, the motivation discipline thing, like not every day you're going to be motivated. So it's nice having like other like-minded people, you know, that are, you know, they're going to be at the gym and like, they're going to be like, Carrie, where are you at? Yeah. Kind of thing. So I think that's, definitely part of, I don't know, staying at the top of your game and being motivated. Definitely having, um, I think motivation and I mean, cause you've been doing it now and what, what keep aside from the community, I guess, what keeps, what do you, where's your motivation? What keeps you driven? Because this is a long, what, this is coming up, going on six years now. Like this is a lot, like it's a lot of, it's a lot like on your body, physically, mentally, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, and I like, especially this year out of any year, just like took so much out of me. Um, and I think it's just because the season was a 
full over a full year. I mean, my coach talked about that, like it started in October and then ended like the games were in October. Um, and we didn't know when they were going to be like, it started like, Oh, it's going to be in July. Oh, it's early August, late August, early late. And you're just like, what, like, <laughs> what is it going to be just so you can like prepare because like you need to peak at a certain time. Like you can't train like hardcore year round. Like you said, your body just like takes a beating and even like your mind. Um, and for me, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm such a perfectionist. Um, so whatever I do, like I do it to the best of my ability. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm going to train CrossFit, then I'm going to train to the best of my ability. Like I'm not going to go to the gym and halfway do a workout. Like if I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to give it my best. And obviously there's days where I'm tired and like, okay, just get started. By the time you get started, you're going to feel a lot better. Um, but I think it's just my personality. Um, that basically like keeps me motivated and driven. And obviously the, the podium was a big, big one that kept me going because I had been so close, like three different years. I got a fifth, a sixth and a fifth. And like, I was like in the back of my mind, I don't want to stop this sport until I have made the podium. Um, and so that was a big, big thing. And this year, especially after making like top five, like some people are like, well, you've already made top five. Like, just go and have fun. Like I'm not there. I mean, I'm there to have fun obviously, but I'm there to get on the podium. Yeah. Um, so I think that has been like a huge, huge, uh, driving factor for me, especially these last couple of years. Um, so what is your, I'm assuming by now you've settled into a routine. What's your morning routine look like? Cause I feel like that really has a lot to do with how your day plays out and kind of your morning ritual essentially. Yeah. Um, so my morning, I mean, I usually, it depends on the day, but I usually get up around seven 30. Um, and then from that, I usually just drink a glass of water and then I'll have some coffee and have my breakfast. And then I usually do some power abs work, um, while I'm eating breakfast and, uh, then I get ready and I train my first session is usually either eight 30 or eight 45. And that one's about an hour long. And like I said, Nick, uh, Nicholas is here from Argentina. So, He's, he's actually living with me right now and we'll do our first session usually in my garage, um, which is some sort of monostructural stuff or we'll like run around the neighborhood if it's, if it's running. Um, and Bethany's been joining us for that as well. And so we'll do the first session, like I said, 8.30 to 9.30 or 9.45, like depending on what it is. Um, and then after that, we just stretch, mobilize, hang out, eat. Um, sometimes Nick will take a siesta as part of the Argentina routine. Um, and then we head to the gym and, and sometimes I'll do like some more work, um, during that time. Like I try and squeeze in like power abs work just like throughout the day. Um, when I'm, when I have my downtime, so I'm like, I might as well, otherwise I would just be like sitting around. Um, so then we usually go to the gym around 1130 and usually, I mean, now like Danielle and Matt are there and then sometimes some other people, um, that we train with at the gym and then we'll do our second session, which is usually some weightlifting stuff, some strength stuff, our CrossFit Metcon, um, some accessory or gymnastic stuff, and then some core work. And then after that, well, sorry, you said morning routine. I'm like going through the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's easy for the day just to be the morning just takes over. So yeah. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any like special, special more. It's like, wake up, drink some water, drink some coffee, eat my breakfast and work out. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. How do you take your coffee? Uh, usually just black or black with almond milk. Cause I feel black like I'm always curious about this because there's that, um, what is that thing with that, the, the, um, oil and the butter, you know what I'm talking about? It was uh, like a huge yeah. thing for a while, especially in the CrossFit the world. Bulletproof coffee. Yeah. And it just, yeah. 
right through you. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I think I tried it once and I was like, no, that's not my thing. Yeah. I had like two sips and it, I couldn't. Yeah. I was no. You're like, nope, that's nope, one and done. How do you <laughs> yeah. take your coffee? Just, I have normally black with a little almond milk or just black, like perfect. a black um, cold brew. Okay. Cool. Simple. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So you, what's up with power apps? Uh, so power apps, especially during uh, COVID, just like blew up. I mean, it was doing really well before, uh, but then, you know, once people are stuck at home and it's like, it's 10 minutes a day and like no equipment needed. So it was during March last year that I started doing lives and I started like, I mean, me and my team like decided that we were going to focus a lot more on it. So I think the first week of quarantine, I did five live power ab workouts. Um, and then after that, I've just been doing two live power ab workouts a week, which are really cool for people. Um, and like I said, it's been growing, growing. It's now we have like tens of thousands of people all around the world doing it. And I think for me, like it's, it's really cool because I have CrossFit and I have like, you know, being an athlete, but then I also have like power abs and how I can positively affect other people. And I think like, also, like I tell people, I'm like, cross it, like it get, like, takes over your mind. Like you can eat, breathe, sleep it. Like I want something else. And power apps kind of came about because I was working with, um, two people. We started off just like gymnastic CrossFit, uh, programming kind of thing. And the lady I work with, her husband's just like, I'm obsessed with your abs. Like <laughs> you need an abs program. And like, and the lady's like, yes, yes, you do. And so we ended up, deciding that okay yeah let's do this thing and uh, power ads started in december 2018 so it's been oh, wow. going for a little bit over two years now yeah and now we have over seven products we have introduction to power ads we have power apps for moms then we have power apps power apps 2.0 um extreme partner and summer power abs so it's it's cool and we actually have power glutes coming out um at the end of this end of january um so i'm excited about that and well, power glutes yeah, power glutes amazing it's very yeah thank you yeah we're expanding on it um and yeah we have like a facebook group Mm -hmm. that has like twenty five thousand people and like people are like it's yeah and like it's it's like a big family in there and i think the biggest one another big thing for me is people are like it's not just a workout program like it's just like changed me like my level of confidence and stuff like i've never felt comfortable taking a shirt off or i mean even like just taking a shirt off and showing it to people like the people in the Facebook group are so supportive and motivating of each other. Um, and they have, there's like accountability buddies and stuff. So it's like a workout program, but it's, it's become a lot more than that, which is so cool for a me whole to see. Community. It's amazing. Well, yeah, you know, someone you. was saying to me recently, which is, and I didn't, I don't know if I was just being naive or I just didn't think about it, but it's like, if you have abs, that means you're fit. Obviously that doesn't, that's not, you know, completely applicable. And that's not so true. But generally speaking, I think that that's what that's what the general community thinks that, oh, you have abs, or you have oblique, you know, you have something going on there, you're fit, you're in shape. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny, because it's like, well, if this if this product can give it to you, it's obviously going to help a lot more than just your abs, it's going to help your confidence, I'm sure it's going to help build your arms, it's going to build like it's building. That's just the core foundation of it and it builds up and out yeah exactly and like a lot of the core movements i mean you know there's like burpees in there mountain like things that like get your heart rate up too so it's going to help you not just like build your abs or whatever but it's going to help you yeah burn your calories get your heart rate up um and then you know with any of those movements and stuff too you know there's the push-up variations and stuff 
So you're getting your arms in there. And that was something like a lot of people are like, you need more, we need an arm program. So Power Apps 2.0 does have more arm work in it because people are like, oh, I love your arms or your shoulders or whatever. I was like, <laughs> okay, let's see what we can do here. Um, so we obviously, you know, it's focused on abs, but there's a lot of arm work in there too for people to get, you know, more bang for their buck, I guess you could say. Definitely. Uh, and the other thing I think that's so cool is you are very interactive with it. Like I remember being at the gym multiple times and people, you know, dropping in from wherever and coming up to and be like, Oh my God, Carrie Pierce. Hi, can I have a photo? And it's like, it's so <laughs> cute because you know, you're so receptive and you're like, yeah, of course. Like, of course, let's take a picture. So I'm sure that for people to be a part of, you know, your group and your community and to get your program and you are interactive and you, you this is your, you and your brand. So it's Thank nice you. because a lot of times people, you know, they create something, but it's someone else doing it and they, you know, they're doing their, they're, it's just, they just push it off to someone else essentially. So this is yeah. you, you're the face of it. You do every, like every single workout is you doing it and you demonstrating it and you, it's you. Thank you. And I, like, I love, I love being a part of it. And like I said, it's like a good, it's good for me to have because it creates such a balance with CrossFit. Um, so I like have like that side, but then also like the business side. And I mean, I have an amazing team behind me as well. That's in charge of all the marketing and make sure like, you know, all the back end work gets done. Um, but I like, I like talking to people and just hearing their stories and seeing their pictures and hearing their successes. Like, you know, some of the stories just give you goosebumps. Cause you're like, wow, like I actually like help change somebody's life or help change how they think about themselves or how they like think about fitness. Um, just like with this simple program, but it's like I said, it ends up being more than that, but I don't know. I love it. Maybe it's selfish, but I love being a part of other people's journey, especially such a positive uh, influence on it. Well, and I think that there's sadly, there's a lot of, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of fitness people who don't necessarily have a good influence on it. Um, so I think that it's good to have someone who has a, you know, positive influence on it. Um, I saw, I've seen a lot of transformations with, um, like pregnant ladies and stuff like this. And it's incredible. So Thank people you. that are watching definitely go, go look because your mind will be blown. Um, what is that hand that, cause you're on, um, Instagram and it's at just at power apps. Uh, so, I mean, most of, most of the Instagram stuff is actually just fun through my page, Carrie Pierce CrossFit. Okay. Um, we do have team power apps, but a lot of it is, yeah, that's there as well. Um, but Facebook is actually where like our bigger community is. And we actually do have like two separate uh, power app Facebook groups, which are a lot more intimate and stuff. And I talk to people a lot through there, like directly. Um, and there's a lot of like the befores and afters and people sharing stories and saying they hate me for making them do burpees and you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, but there's power apps, just normal power apps for all the programs. And then there's just a special power apps for mom's Facebook group as well. Okay. I'll include, um, little links here so people can see. Okay, um, cool. so what is the name that I should, they should search on Facebook? At just power abs exclamation point okay or power abs for moms okay cool so i'll include both yep. of those with a little video so they can see Thank how you. it works and then um because it's so we're already at almost an hour i do have um one more question and i think that this kind of ties back to um because you grew up with it people just think that things come so easily 
but I know that you've trade, you've faced, you know, different, um, obstacles have gotten your way, like injuries. I don't know, whatever, what is something that you've faced that, um, obviously hasn't set you back or it, you know, launched you forward. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, so I was a gymnast, um, I had plenty of injuries there and I mean, especially during college. Like when I started college, I hurt both my ankles um, and basically had like full tape jobs and, you know, people, someone could have like just been like, oh, well, I don't want to work. I don't want to do it anymore because I'm not going to be as good as I was. Cause I know in college, like I was, when I was 19, I hurt both my ankles and that was probably the best, like, well, that's where I like started to go downhill a little bit. Um, and I could have like just called it quits and been like, okay, I'm done. But I was like, no, like I want to keep going. Um, so that was definitely a minor setback. And then, I mean, even like through CrossFit, I've had a few different injuries. Um, I had an Achilles injury on each side. One happened at the 2016 CrossFit games during, um, the games. It was like a box to jump over workout. And I like started basically favoring one foot. And even my brother noticed, he was like, how come you're like jumping on one foot? I'm like, cause I like hurt my Achilles. I didn't tear it. Um, but I like definitely irritated it and I had to tape it up for the rest of the competition. And some people that I talked to after they're like, why didn't you just like stop? Like you hurt yourself. Like you should stop. And like, you know, any athlete just has that like mm-hmm. mentality. Like I can't stop unless like my foot was had falling off. <laughs> yeah. And so then I need, I mean, I ended up taking like uh, four, four months, um, to recover it. And obviously like any long injury like that is very hard, um, for a normal person or for an athlete, you have to like think about like the long term, and it's it's hard sometimes. You're like, what like what are the other girls doing? What are they doing? What are they? And it's like it doesn't matter what they're doing. Like you can't run, you can't jump, yeah. you can't do your weightlifting, like any of that. Um, and so I think the like injuries are always like a setback that you know obviously everyone has to face them, and it's how you face them and how you choose to come back from them. Like you said, that it's either going to make you stronger, or I know, I mean, could end up being the end of any sport. Yeah. Well, and I remember at one point you, um, cause I remember, I know that you like always joke, like, Oh, my legs look strong, but they're not, obviously they yeah. are, <laughs> but like, you know, your upper body's much stronger, but that has to do with your gymnastics background. And when you had your injuries, you just focus on what you could focus on rather than dwelling on, you know, something that's not going to do you any good to dwell on. Yeah. And so unfortunately, like a lot of my injuries have been in my lower body so that I can't squat anymore. I can't get my legs stronger when I need my legs to be stronger. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a funny how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I can do more handstand walks and more pull-ups and muscle-ups, but no, I need to work on squatting and my weightlifting and things like that. But I guess, well, at least cross it, you can just make your strengths really strong. I'm like, well, you better be the best at handstand walks and handstand push-ups after you can't walk on your but foot. But you are. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So right I, there. There's a lot of fit girls, but yeah, I'm, I'm right up there. Thank you. Um, what else are you working on? Anything else you want to share? What else? What's up? I don't think so. I mean, you covered, like you said, my move to Las Vegas, um, which is, which is a big thing. Um, and then yeah, power abs is great and loving CrossFit. Just, I think like everyone, I mean, so we had like a little team meeting yesterday, uh, with my CrossFit coach and the other athletes that are here. And it's like, what's your goal for this year? And like, for me, just kind of sitting down and like evaluating everything. Um, I was like, I would be lying if I like said that I had like a concrete goal for this year as of right now. 
Um, I was like, honestly, like my goal is just to have fun. Um, I think like a lot of times you just get so caught up in hitting certain numbers or chasing certain places that like you forget why you do something. Um, and so like I said, this year took a lot out of me and even like I took a month off of normal training, like I jumped into some classes and stuff. Um, but even like coming back, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to come back. And luckily like the other athletes came and they're making it a lot more fun, um, than it would be by myself. So I'm so, so thankful for them, but I'm like, I don't want to think about like having a set goal as of yet. I mean, it's still early in the year. It's still Mm -hmm. January. Like the season doesn't even start until March. And then even then, like, then we have April and we have all these qualifiers and stuff. So I'm like, right now I just want to focus on having fun and just enjoying the process. Obviously I'm, I have that fighter mentality. So like when I go to the gym, like I'm going to do my best and I'm going to try and win each workout with everybody else. Um, but I feel like last year I would have like beat myself up if I got second place in a workout. Whereas like this year, I'm just gonna be like, okay, well I gave it my best and you know, that's it. And I say that now, um, in a month or so we'll see. Cause I was actually talking to like someone else. He's like, yeah. So yeah. What are you going to be saying in like a month or two from now? I'm like, I don't know, but like mentally I'm just not ready to be like, yes, I'm going to be on the podium again this year. Um, so I think, I don't know if, I don't know anyone out there is like struggling sometimes just like take a step back and figure out is what you love or why you are doing something and appreciate it for that and not set such concrete goals on everything. If I don't know, you, you don't feel like you should be. No, definitely. Cause I think that, uh, definitely COVID has made, I mean, has forced people to really just take a step back and say, what am I doing? Am I doing what I enjoy or, you know, what path am I taking? And I think that, you know, as we get a little older, we realize that nothing's set in stone, nothing's concrete and you just have to roll with whatever comes your way. And sometimes those things that come your way that seem, you know, like just pain in the ass or a headache ends up being a big blessing in disguise. So yeah, it's true. Yep. I agree. hundred percent. Um, yeah, that's it. I, I don't think I have anything else. Um, I'm very happy that we were able to chat though and catch up because it's been a while and I don't know when I'll see you again, but I hope I are any plans to come back here anytime soon. Uh, not as of right now. Um, I went back to Michigan for Christmas, but I mean, I don't have, I was like, this is, it's weird. This is like the first year that I don't have any like travel plans to go anywhere or do anything. Um, I mean, which is kind of nice. Like, like I said, I love being in Vegas and there's a lot of hikes and things around here. Like I went to death Valley and Zion and stuff. Um, and so kind of just like exploring locally, but no plans to come back to New York as of now. I mean, I have a wedding in August, so August, but (laughs) that's, that's it as far as, as far as coming back to New York anytime soon or anything goes, but if anything changes, I'll let you know. Are you competing? Uh, I don't, I'm assuming they're doing them because I know that they had like the Dubai, Dubai, what was that? I know that they had other competitions going on. And yeah, are you like, doing any of those or are they not? Others. Um, so they actually end up moving all of those to later in the season. Like I think a lot of them are like during the off season. So not to like October. So okay. way far down the line. Okay. Well, enjoy your time, your downtime or, you know, yeah. downtime. And that's what I was like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I was like. Well, I mean, you might as well enjoy right now too, because there's nothing that's coming up like in the immediate future. Like last year, Wadapalooza was in February, which would have been right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then West Coast Plastic was in March. But 
COVID, you know, is messing with things. And then the new CrossFit season as well. So I think they just kind of adjusted everything and to have those other sanctional competitions in our off season, um, which I don't know, could be nice um, just to compete, but also I'm like, oh, I think your body's going to need a break. So we'll see how I feel when it gets a little bit closer. I'll decide then. Deal. Um, okay. Well, stay well and be well. And um, it was nice seeing you. Thanks. You too, girl. It was nice seeing you. Okay. Good luck with the little one. Thanks. A hug for me. <laughs> Thank you. See you. Take care. Bye. Bye.